Hi friends, this is Jillian and Kaylin, and you're listening to In Case You Missed It on Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on navigating the ups and downs of adulthood, from managing stress and finances to crushing your career and love life. Tune in every Monday as we share game-changing tips from our guests that you might have missed. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. We just really love that you teach the importance of balance and pursuing success while also maintaining your health and your well-being. And we're just, honestly, we're just really sick of being sold this hustle culture narrative that to be truly successful, you have to sacrifice your health. You have to have no mental wellness and family and home life. So do you have any advice for how workaholics out there can just start to redefine their relationship with work so that they can also prioritize their well-being? My first would be that if you think you're burnt out, you're probably burnt out or on the road to burnout. (laughs) So if you're even like something's wrong, something's probably wrong. And so knowing that at that point, it's important to intervene in one way or another, whether it's tacking and this can sound so trivial, but I always think it's a good starting point because it can cultivate space for you to start processing more of where you're at physically, emotionally, the work addiction you might be working through looking at factors that are making you feel compelled to be so all in with the company that you're with. So this would be tacking on an extra day to a long weekend so that you start using your vacation time, planning a vacation in two to three months of a full week off. So you get that full 10 days with the weekends, setting a strong boundary with colleagues, like getting people used to the boundary you're going to set while you're away, meaning evenings are off, weekends are off. Figure out your top three actions that you can take to create more space between you and your work, whether it's, you know, I'm no longer going to be logging in after six, or I take weekends, or um, I go for afternoon walks, or I take lunches now. These are small actions and habits that when we build them up over time, become life changers and life savers. Because often when we feel burnt out or disenfranchised in a job because of overwork, our knee-jerk reaction can be to leave because we feel like we've been used. And in some workplaces, we don't have agency to choose that. If we try and push back, leadership pushes back even more, expecting more and more. But we can begin to train those around us about what our boundaries are with work. And if the workplace doesn't reflect back to you that, you can exit. But there are cases in which we haven't even tried setting a boundary and we're blaming we're blaming the workplace or the system which is fair i don't want to diminish that but perhaps we can try practicing what boundaries look like in certain workplaces before we decide to exit because the progress mm-hmm. you've made in your career we don't want to set that aside as well cuz you've worked so hard and the burnout can be so it can make the grass seems so much greener elsewhere when perhaps some small shifts in how we're approaching work and then bigger shifts in the boundaries around work can help us sustain in the career path that we're in to get into those senior leadership positions. This is what I work with with my corporate clients, especially. We do a little bit of an assessment to see, is it a bit of column A of no, you need to exit. This is a shit culture and company. Or is it column B where actually leadership wants to support you? We just need to figure out your wellness and health plan and get you using your vacation days, get you the therapist and coach that you need, get you feeling like alive and purposeful again and helping you find your new, you know, major goal in your career and life so you can keep pushing forward. If you feel even like you're questioning if you're burnt out, you're probably burnt out and there needs to be some sort of intervention. And even I think of one client, she is a senior uh, leader at a major consulting firm in Canada. 
she had to start using her, her vacation time and sick time to recover from the burnout that her company put her into. And why aren't we using those vacation days to rest instead of recover from the assault that these companies have committed, like that have continued to put us through when it comes to workloads, expectations, and these yeah. different things. But if it's not modeled for us, if we're not coached through how to do it, it can feel impossible. So find folks to support you in, you know, staying accountable to the decisions you're making around the boundaries you want, and then also start establishing those boundaries in small, meaningful ways. And if you're still not feeling like it's possible to stay, leave and figure out your bridge to what that means. How much money do you need to save before you exit? What does an exit look like on your terms? Um, and continue forth from there. That is really, really helpful advice. I think you're right. It kind of starts with you to take that accountability to try to see if you can make some change. Quick follow-up question on that. If you are trying to set new boundaries at work, I feel like it could be kind of hard, especially if you've been working at the place for a couple of years, if you're just sort of going to implement a new boundary for yourself and maybe you're worried about, you know, how your your colleagues are going to take that. Do you have any tips for how people could like gently ease into the Kalen 2.0 at work versus, you know, just coming in hot? <laughs> yes. So, you know, we hear about quiet quitting um, where we yeah, just kind of yeah. pull back on all of the intensity of how we're working beyond our job description. So instead of quite quitting what I like to just say, you're going to start doing your job on paper. <laughs> Part of it is chronicling what are you doing above and beyond the job description and writing that all out. So you can take that list of this is what I was hired to do. This is what I'm actually doing to senior leadership and then putting it in front of them and saying there are options for more compensation. But this is also why I'm going to be pulling back because what you're paying me for or what we've outlined is well below what I'm actually doing. Because from an HR perspective, you have you have means around that to have those discussions in meaningful ways. And then that way you're bringing your management leadership on board with you as you're either starting to pull back a little bit. The other aspect to bring to that, depending on your comfort level, depending on what you want to divulge is like, these are the real impacts that it's had on my well-being. I want to stay at this company. And for me to do that, this is what needs to change. So it's you kind of showing them, again, the story, the creative storytelling of what your lived experience actually is, and then getting mm -hmm. someone senior on board with your work revamp plan, and then supporting you in implementing if you have that kind of friendly leadership. If not, it's laying it out from an HR perspective, so it's documented, so you're, you're approaching it in this way. And then you working with whether it's that senior leader or an external coach on what that plan looks like for shifting. So it can be little things like your Slack says you're I'm offline at seven. And then the next, like two weeks later, it's 645. And then two weeks after mm -hmm. that, it's 630. We hear this about like wellness habits of start with a five minute walk or meditation and then build up from there. True. It's a similar approach yeah. at work is like, what's the slow approach to me doing this. So it's not stark. I'm usually available till 9 PM. Now I'm not available after six. It's yeah, the slow yeah. rollback so that we get to the boundary that feels good to you. And you'll be shocked that like you're modeling this, there's going to be pushback from people because they're going to be like, what the fuck I'm addicted to work. So you need to stay this way too. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's others who are also going to do the same and show that perhaps in working hours, we can be just as productive because now I'm resting more. I have evenings. So a slow yeah. and steady approach the leadership in HR buy-in and like showing sort of the discrepancy between what I was hired to do and what I'm actually doing 
That also brings up then compensation conversations, which are interesting to have in times like this where the economy can feel kind of stressful. We don't want to rock Mm -hmm. the boat too much. So the slow and steady approach of a longer term strategy for pullback and then incremental change is something I would advise or recommend. Thanks for starting your week with us. If you enjoyed today's In Case You Missed It, check out our show notes for the full episode. We would love it if you subscribed, left us a comment or a rating, and followed us on Instagram. See you next time.